Welcome to Mom Fashions, an honest discussion about the beauty and burden of motherhood. I'm Emily. And I'm Beth. And we hope these next few minutes encourage, inspire, and remind you that we are all in this together. This is Mom Fashions, a Fort Worth Moms production. Episode 51, The Dirty Laundry. Hello, Mom Fashions listeners. We are here today with our friend, Miss Catherine Sasser. Hello, Catherine. Hello. Happy to be here. Beth and I, we have visited with you before on Mom Fashions way back to a podcast episode we did on hospitality. Yes. Life-changing. It kind of was, it really actually. Was, yeah. Yes. And I'll totally do a plug, and we will put a link for that episode mm-hmm. in our show notes for sure. Um, but you have become to us the hospitality guru, but also kind of some practical living goddess tips this lady mm-hmm. has. I follow her on Instagram and love lots of tips that you give um, to your followers. Not only about hospitality, making space for hospitality. I really love it when you talk about hospitality for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, like I said, practical tips like meal planning and different recipe options, but organizational options. And I remember a few weeks back, this conversation you had on Insta Stories, I, I was totally tuned in for that when you talked about laundry. And I think that sort of like just set in the back of my mind. And since then, I have been kind of asking different people here and there what their approach to managing dirty laundry. And I don't mean, you know, like (laughs) that other stuff. So I was like, how about we just invite Catherine back and we talk about her dirty laundry on Mom Fashions. (laughs) That sounds fantastic. And she said yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a gamer. I'm here. Before I dive into kind of all my questions, will you remind our listeners kind of about your platforms, where they can find you outside of Monfishens? Okay. So I have a brick and mortar bakery in Fort Worth called Hurley House. And from that, I write, I speak, and I educate on the topic of hospitality. And my heart and my drive is to change the conversation about hospitality from the preconceived notion that it's all about throwing perfect parties and having a perfect home to the idea that hospitality is the art of creating space for ourselves and others where change can occur. And the wonderful thing about that is hospitality encompasses most of our everyday activities and a lot of topics that I really love, like cooking and laundry and home organization and throwing parties and taking care of yourself and getting enough sleep. So in that vein, I get to talk about a lot of different topics that matter to us, I guess, in some varying degree. But it's really fun to know that under the platform of hospitality, we can spend an hour talking about laundry because that is a component of hospitality because It affects the way our home runs. It affects the way our children are trained. It affects our mental health from time to time. And so I just, I love picking apart these really um, 
otherwise mundane topics and kind of elevating them to the art form that they can be and laundry can actually be an art form. I'm stuck on the phrase, I love all of the things, laundry, dishes, home organization. I just feel like that's not something you hear very often. (laughs) But we're glad to hear it. I'm glad somebody loves it and can teach the rest of us how to at least do it, if not love it. I will confess that I am like trying to contain my eagerness to talk about to talk about dirty laundry. I don't know what this says about me, but here we are. So I have realized in my um, very unofficial survey of women over the last few months that everyone has kind of a philosophy of how they tackle that. Mm-hmm. Whether that comes from our mothers or not, who knows? And then also some people are very, like, adamant about how they manage their laundry. So I want us just to start out talking about how we each manage our laundry. And we, Catherine, is it okay if you actually go last? Because, like, you you have the the Mount Everest of um, goals here, okay? So, and it's it'll be life-changing, and we want to build the, build the suspense. <laughs> I feel like maybe I should go first then if we're, like, working upward. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I, I feel like my philosophy... Philosophy will come as no surprise to anybody. Um, So I'll go ahead and and jump in and and, uh, air my own dirty laundry, so to speak. So our laundry philosophy is that when we run out of underwear, then we do our laundry. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how it works in our house. And um, or when it's just gotten too much because there's five of us now. Uh, But when Joe and I were first married, we had lived in a few different rent homes where they were three bedroom and we didn't really have anything to do with the other bedrooms. So one of them became the laundry room in which we had a full size bed where all of the clean laundry would just go (laughs) and we would dress ourselves out of that pile. And um, now we have upgraded to... um, (laughs) A laundry couch okay, because there you go. we're out of rooms now. We've made too many children. Yes. So um, our couch is uh, what I like to call our laundry mountain. And Is this the same couch that you like to replace every three? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. that, okay mm-hmm. that one. So at times it's been larger. Now it's <laughs> yeah. kind of smaller. I feel like Joe did that on purpose. You're but like, this couch doesn't function for me because it does not hold yes. enough laundry. Yes. Isn't that a meme? I feel like there's a meme or something that's that like. I'm going to turn that yes. into one. <laughs> That's like, uh, how much laundry does this couch hold? <laughs> That's what I need to know before I buy it. So, <laughs> That's so, funny. so it sits there um, until one of us gets tired of it. Um, and usually my husband, actually. Mm-hmm. And he'll, he'll spend a Saturday just folding laundry. We have several years ago given up on folding children's laundry because it's so tiny and as soon as we put it in drawers, all those socks, they rip through it. Oh, my gosh. And just I mean, just all the little pants and the shirts and there's so much. Mm-hmm. And so and as soon as they go to pick out their own clothes, that drawer is destroyed anyways. So we have now we put all the girls clothes. They sometimes when we're doing well, they each have their own basket. Other times they get one big hamper and they take it upstairs and they divide it up and they put away their clothes however they desire to do that. And now mm-hmm. my two youngest ones, I even have stickers on their drawers. Like, 
this is where shirts go, this is where pants go. Um, they're lucky if they get them in the correct right. drawers or if they even put their own clothes in their own drawers. But <laughs> my oldest has suddenly decided that she wants really organized drawers. So she's started folding and organizing and separating. And Doing so they do that themselves. And um, yeah, mm-hmm. so it gets it gets folded in the living room, usually on a blanket on the floor. And then every person puts it away themselves and the laundry mountain starts over. Mm-hmm. I, I have some follow-up questions. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> Emily, the journalist, is coming out about yes. laundry. So what? how do you store your dirty clothes? Mm, that's a good question. Um, we have hampers, like in every In the bathrooms or like in everybody's room? Um, or how does so it go? we keep, the girls have hampers in the upstairs hallway because they, they have two bedrooms. And so in between their rooms, we have two hampers. And then in our room, we usually have two. And then I keep one by the laundry room. Now that sounds really organized, but basically those hampers either do or don't get used. And usually a lot of clothes end up on the floor. Mm-hmm. So we have just piles of dirty clothes, and if the hamper gets full, then, you know. You wash when the hamper gets full or you're out of Or underwear. it ends up on the floor. Okay. So the floor and sometimes hampers. That's okay. how we store dirty laundry. So, mm-hmm. And you feel good about it. You're um, happy about it. I mean. You can be. It's you, how it goes. Yeah. I mean, it's just how it works in our house. You yeah, know, it's good. To us, it's not a battle that, like, we have ever decided to fight so we just do it that way no I think it's great and I feel like my husband has kept a job so at least his clothes are sufficient for that (laughs) yes you know so that's (laughs) beyond that everyone's dress yes everyone that is really my goal in life is that Mm -hmm. my people leave the house in somewhat clean clothes and that includes covering top and bottom. Right. That's what we need. <laughs> so <laughs> they match, but oh, doesn't no, matter. That doesn't happen. Yeah. That's not a thing. So yeah. Okay, Em. Okay. All right. I have a question about the couch. Is the couch where is that like in a secondary living space or is it in your primary living space and you're kind of living around it? We live around it. So it's our primary living space. And in that room, we have that one large couch and then like a little, uh, like an armchair that rarely gets used because nobody really loves it. And then we have like a little uh, settee, I guess you would call it, um, that is really made for two people. But um, that's kind of like the main, everybody just wants to sit there because it has the best view of the TV anyways. So that and an ottoman are kind of how we we just kind of live around the laundry. Yeah. Okay. So laundry has been one of the areas of contention in oh. my marriage. Yes. Because my husband is a wants to do the laundry more often type person. And in fact, I believe his mom probably does laundry every day. And like there have even sometimes been like complaints and you were staying with her for an extended time or like my uh, sister-in-law and her husband lived with them for a little bit while they were building a house and that their clothes never had an opportunity to get dirty because as soon as you would take them off, she gets them and washes them. Like so all these little mini loads are going like all day. In that regard, Brian did not marry his mother. <laughs> and I am, and I, and this is true of me in almost like 
any situation as the 7,000 photos on my iPhone will attest to <laughs> is I like let things kind of build up and then I take like one day and I take care of it. So I have laundry days. Mm-hmm. Ideally, I only want to do laundry twice a month and mm-hmm. I get real cranky if I have to do it more than that. So we have like massive amounts of laundry. And literally, this is happening. I'm not lying at my house right now. Last night, I sat down. I organized them all into the piles. We usually have seven or eight loads, fairly large, different variety of things. And I start, and I do not stop until it's finished, which will probably not be until, like, Sunday night. And then I'll be finished with everything. Everything is put away, and I'm like, oh, the laundry's done. <laughs> Until, like, the next morning I look and there's already clothes in the hamper. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, they're already there. I will buy more underwear <laughs> instead of having to do, like, the laundry more often. Like, I would rather my kids have, like, 21 pairs of panties mm-hmm. than to them only to have, like, 10. And I have to do, like... The laundry, Emily. So. I could just kiss you right now. Oh, that I'm oh so, boy! I'm so proud. You're so proud. <laughs> that is so funny. I'm just. I feel like we've connected in a way that we have not before. <laughs> that there, you know. Okay, go on. I'm just. You're you're surprising. I'm reveling. I think our... you always have thought <laughs> that I am more Type A than you think I am. Yeah, I am not Type A no. like at all. Mm-hmm. I really am not. Mm-hmm. But I'm. I am very. Here are my confessions. I am very controlling about the laundry. Mm -hmm. If you mess up my piles, I (laughs) I might eat you, right? (laughs) If you put in a load Mm -hmm. and you kind of didn't run it by me first, if that's what load I wanted to do next, Mm -hmm. I might also eat you. (laughs) Like, I have a system. I'm attacking the mountain range. Mm -hmm. Please do not interfere. Like, this is my whole thing. So COVID gave a really good excuse to my husband for him to just do his own laundry and not have to, like, be in the middle of my, like, psychotic laundriness. Because he is an infectious disease doctor. He made changes into the clothes that he was wearing at work, things easy to wash. And so he would keep all of his, quote-unquote, contaminated clothes in a separate laundry basket in his closet, and he washes them whenever he wants to, and that and that's not with me. So that is my... Laundry philosophy. I'm also kind of, I am in this thing now of trying to figure out how I'm going to start teaching my girls to do their own laundry because I don't want to be doing their laundry forever. But I admit that I have such like control issues with it. It's hard for me to like, I could not let Louisa and Anna. They do put their own clothes away, but it is with some guidance mm-hmm. from their mother. Mm-hmm. I, I can't just be like, go put them up. I, yeah. So th- those are my issues. <laughs> All right, Mom Fashions listeners, we're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsor. And when we return, you will get to hear Catherine Sasser's brilliant laundry advice. This episode is brought to you by Fort Worth Moms an online parenting resource to encourage and inspire moms in North Texas and all over the world. All right, Catherine, let's hear it. Well, I want to confess that um, I 
am actually sitting in my room staring at a basket of laundry that hasn't been put away for a week. So I'm just going to start there that we all live in the real world. <laughs> yes, this is the real world laundry. This is the true dirty laundry discussion. It is. However, I'm also going to tell you what our system is. And this is, you know, the ideal. And I would say maybe 75 to 80% of the time we operate in the ideal. And the rest of the time we don't. And so take that for what it's worth. I have four children and a husband. So there are six of us in the house. And my youngest is finishing fifth grade. So we are a little bit ahead of where you are in season of life with your children. And the system that works for us is every single person in our home has an assigned day of the week that is their day to have access to the laundry room without anyone else um, impeding or interrupting or bringing in a, a random load of laundry or whatever. So everybody has a day that's assigned. And on that day, uh, it is your responsibility to gather, wash, dry, fold, and completely put away your laundry from the past week. The goal and the ideal is that you start and finish your laundry all in one day. And it's not finished when it gets put into the dryer. And it's not finished when it gets pulled out of the dryer. It's not finished when it gets folded. It's finished when it's back in your drawer and the empty laundry basket is back in the laundry room. So that is the ideal. And again, maybe like 75 to 80% of the time, it actually works. And then on that seventh day, I take that day and I wash dish towels, you know, maybe bath mats, like kind of random household laundry. I kind of get um, Sunday is like the extra day. And I use that extra day to wash stuff that like if we had, like we just had a party last weekend, so we'll wash the tablecloth or whatever. And sometimes there's not anything on that day, but that's kind of a free day that I use as needed. The other kind of part of this equation for our family, we are just now, I mean, like just now after years of kind of being in the other direction, everyone is 100% independent. My youngest still needs supervision on the folding and putting away because like you said, I think just putting away laundry is difficult for young children because of the organizational and fine motor skills. I think it's something that some kids have earlier than others, but our youngest definitely is a shover into the drawer and like just cannot conceptualize what it means to nicely put something in a drawer. She's getting better and I can tell we're, we're growing. All that to say, it's independent and my job has become reminding someone, hey, today's your laundry day. Have you done your laundry? <laughs> like, kind of like just being the cheerleader or the reminder or the standard holder. And they're 100% independent. And that was my goal with laundry for our family. I didn't want to be the person that did all the laundry. I don't particularly like doing laundry. I like having clean laundry. And I like having a system in place that allows me not to have to be overwhelmed with laundry. And that's where we've landed. Okay, now I have follow-up questions. At what okay. at what age did you start this system with your kids? Were they quite a bit younger or did you wait until most of them were independent? For most of our household chores, as it relates to our children, we have started probably younger than you think. And I, there are, okay, there are some considerations specific to laundry that I realized early on. Um, you have to be tall enough to reach down into the bottom of a washing machine if you have a top loader in order to kind of do your own washing. 
And for several of my kids, that was, I mean, we have tall children, so that was pretty fast, but it was only about a year ago that my youngest could reach down into the bottom of the washing machine. So I would, of course, of course, help her with that. But we started very, very, very young, like two, three. If I'm folding your laundry, then I want you to look for the sock that looks like this one. So I would developmentally incorporate them into the process in a way that made sense. And I did not expect them to do things that were above their, um, where they were developmentally, but I did expect them to participate in the process because I wanted them to know, mommy does this with you, but this is something that you're also responsible for. And so it would start with, can you pair socks? Or can you carry this pile of underwear while I carry this pile of shirts? And it was you know, little by little, we would start putting it away together. Then it would be, you know, put the dirty clothes into the washing machine with me, or let's gather up anything that I could do to get them to, you know, participate with me. And that was never optional. It wasn't like, do you feel like helping me? It was like, no, we are doing your laundry. So come along. This is the part that you're going to do. So that was kind of phase one. Then it would be, I would do the actual running of the machine. And then it was, okay, I'm going to fold your shirt you're going to fold your socks and underwear. I know a second grader can fold socks and underwear or whatever. So we would start with that. We would kind of like divide up. I'm going to fold all this stuff, but you're going to fold all this. Then it was, okay, it's all folded. You're going to put it all away and I'm going to come check. And if you shove it in your drawers, we're pulling it out and you're doing it again. So, and to set them up for success, we would have, you know, here's a box for your socks. Here's a box for your underwear Here's the drawer where your pajamas go. Like it, you have to give them space for them to be able to do that. And this is one thing where I kind of, I feel really strongly that one of the success components of having laundry work in a way that isn't chaotic is if you have more clothes that can fit in the drawer space that you have, it's never going to work. It's going to overflow somewhere. So if you can only fit four pairs of pajamas in the drawer and have it still closed, you can't have eight pairs of pajamas because then where are they all going? And so we only keep as many clothes as we can store. But in the same vein, we have enough clothes that you can make it through a week without needing to do laundry. So 10 of everything is about our sweet spot. That means 10 pairs of underwear, you know, so that if something happens or, you know, the wheels fall off or someone has an accident or whatever, we've got backups, but you can make it through a week without having to stop and do laundry midweek. So that those two components have really helped, I guess, to set everyone up, up to succeed. You've got the space for what it is that we're washing and you have enough clothes that you don't have to do laundry more than once a week. What happens if one of your kids doesn't? Has that, has that happened where they just have not done their laundry on the day that they're given and they just run out of clothes? This week. <laughs> my my seventh grader, uh, I she didn't do her laundry last week. And so she woke up one morning and discovered, oh, I don't have clothes and I've got to do laundry, but it wasn't her laundry day. And it actually erupted in a conflict between her and her sister, whose laundry day it was. And it was honestly, it wasn't pleasant. Um, it was pretty uncomfortable for everybody. She was pretty upset. Um, she got, she acted out against her sister, which meant she got upset. And it's a, it's a teachable moment of, Hey, this is not, this is not her, her problem. Like you didn't do your laundry and I'm so sorry. Can I help you find something to wear? And then I need you to remember how important it is for you to do your laundry. And 
I don't want her to not have clean clothes. I mean, we're going to find you, we're going to figure something out. And if you need to go to bed and I'll, I'll put it in the dryer for you tonight so that when you wake up, you know, your clothes are clean. Like, of course, like, of course I'm going to help her, but that is a powerful life lesson. It is a low stakes teachable moment where what's the worst that happens? You have to wear a dirty pair of jeans or something, or you have to rewear a pair of socks. I mean, the stakes are so very, very low. And as much as I can, I try not to rescue them, but I try to impress upon them. This is why we do our laundry every week. Now I'll help you here, but I want you to remember going forward. Like it's important you do your laundry. I'm so sorry you forgot. I'll try to help you remember next time. It's certainly not your younger sister's fault that you forgot to do your laundry and she's doing it on her day. And so it's, I, I see that stuff as, well, this is parenting. This is when we teach, you know, we set up the system and the system is fine, but we are, we are not perfect by any means. And it's when they bump up against that, that's where we get to step in and guide and learn, you know, help them learn and model what to do when things go wrong, because things go wrong a lot. I'm so intrigued by your system of having um, just what you need to get through a week because I have three girls. So, I mean, I have tubs of clothes of each different size and season just up in their closet because, you know, we just hand stuff down. And when somebody grows, we pull out a new tub and we kind of go through that. But it does, it feels overwhelming because it's like I, I hold on to so much to pass down to the next one and then trying to keep up with their drawers, at least in this season, how much involvement do you have right now in like keeping their drawers minimal or do they kind of do that themselves now? As far as like keeping their drawers right now, they're pretty independent. And I would say we are out of the stage of life where hand-me-downs are a thing. So let me, let me go, let me like rewind five to seven years when we had four to six bins working at all times. Cause I have three girls, I have three girls and a boy. So the boy, it was like, when something doesn't fit you, we give it away. That was easy. Yeah. But with the girls, it was, you know, you outgrow it. So we keep it. Then the second we, we try it on you when you outgrow it, if it's still in good condition, we keep it again. And if the seasons and the growth match up for the third one, great. We're getting another use out of that. So there was, <laughs> This is like bringing back really um, traumatic, not traumatic, uh, <laughs> stressful memories of the bins. And yeah. it was it was a seasonal, I would probably take a Saturday every season. And in Texas, maybe there are like really, truly three seasons. There aren't really four, but it would be like, let's get the bins out and let's pull everything out of your closet. And we would ask the question, is this seasonal for right now? Meaning it's about to be summer. Is this something you're going to wear? over the summer. Yes. And it fits. Yes. And it doesn't have holes. Okay, great. Let's put that back in your closet. No, it's not going to fit. Okay. Does it have holes? Like we would sift through and ask all these questions. And once we had the keep pile for you in this season for daughter number two, for summer of 2010 or whatever it was, then we look and we say, okay, I'm so glad that we're sitting on 24 pairs of shorts for you that we have kept or been given or inherited or whatever, honey, in no universe, do you need 24 pairs of shorts? Let's pick the eight favorites that we love that fit the best that, you know, you're just going to pull on again and again. And then 
If we want to keep those others and see if they fit baby sister in two years, great. Or if we think we can give them away, give them away. But I would never just keep 24 pairs of shorts because we had them and it felt like, well, I don't, I don't want to not use them. The truth is they're never going to use that many shorts in the summer for one person. So how many can we fit? Eight to 10? We keep those. We put the rest away. And if we don't have room for eight and we only had room for less than that, we would, we would figure out a way. Another thing I wanted, I heard, I was thinking of this when you were talking about tiny clothes and keeping the drawers neat, probably up until my kids were kindergarten or first grade, I folded all of their clothes according to these two things go together. So if it was the red and white striped shirt and those cute solid red shorts, I would fold the shorts on top of the shirt flap the arms and the tail over. And then it became like this little outfit package and the package would go in their drawer. And this, this helped solve two problems. We don't have chaotic drawers. We just have outfits stacked on each other. And when it was time to go get dressed, we weren't going to have a debate about what went with what it was. It's already chosen for you. These two things go together. These two things always go together. And when you wear this thing, it goes with that shirt. And so you just grab the outfit package and put it on. And then if there were like play dresses, well, you know, those just stand alone or whatever. But it it eliminated that kind of chaotic feeling of we've got all these cute shirts, but what do they go with? And do we have a pair of shorts that, you know, how does this work? And I'm overwhelmed. They're overwhelmed. Nobody can keep it together. And so outfit package little sandwiches was a huge help in the getting dressed battle of choose a package. I don't care which one, but the the choices have already been made about what goes with what. And then when you're washing that stuff, you're not worried, well, does the pair of shorts that are still in the drawer have a matching shirt or not? It's it's like that's already been decided. And when you go shopping, you know what you're looking for. Like, you know, we have that one that one skirt that doesn't have anything to go with it. So then you're just looking for a shirt to go with that skirt. It just helps keep their wardrobe kind of like in a capsule sort of, and they could manage it and they could definitely help put that away. That's a really good idea. I wonder too about, and maybe for both of you, is there a system that you use for like washing bedding? So Catherine, do you do that on Sundays as, do you wash all the kids bedding or are they included in, like they wash their own bedding on their laundry day? Our older two high school students, um, and we've probably, they've probably been doing this for two to three years. On their laundry day, they wash their sheets. And everybody has a duplicate pair. So when you take the sheets off, you immediately put the clean sheets on that are waiting. And then washing those dirty sheets is part of doing your laundry. And here's the deal. Even with teenage, full-sized adult children looking, I mean, they wear adult sizes. At most, everyone has two loads of laundry. So you, you, you put their sheets in there and it's three. Nobody's doing eight loads of laundry. Like my son who goes through a lot of clothes, he does two loads plus his sheets, which means he starts one in the morning. When he gets home from school, he rotates it, he rotates it again, and he folds it and we're done. This is not taking hours and hours and hours. This is manageable within the span of a couple hours a day. So we do sheets on the day that your laundry I kind of fluctuate with the youngers. Sometimes I we do it on their laundry day. Sometimes I do it on Sunday. It kind of depends on, honestly, how much time we have and what's going on. But the secret to that is everybody's got clean sheets waiting. So the beds are, are just immediately made up again. 
We do sheets every other week. Mm-hmm. And so we actually, we have uh, house cleaners who help with kind of like a deep clean in our house mm-hmm. every other week. And they strip the beds for us. Awesome. Yes. And then, but I would usually do the laundry that, like the sheet laundry that day because mm-hmm. Like that pile of like four beds of sheets mm-hmm. <laughs> is a lot. So, yeah. And then we, I mean, it just kind of depends. A lot of times I just kind of put the same sheets back on or mm-hmm. we we do have extras. But the girls have like sheets they feel, you know, affinity towards. And yeah. so there's, we have more sheets than we use because the girls really love certain ones, you mm-hmm. know. And well, we for well, like too. for Anna, it has a lot to do with the texture of the it. Texture, like, yeah, mm-hmm. it has. There's a certain feel that she needs. Yes. she thinks. Yes. In all honesty, like we do at least a load of laundry. Like there is always a load of laundry in my laundry room going through washer and dryer. Like just constant. And so you think it, it's every day? It's every day. Yeah. See, like that gives me I, that just gives me heart mm-hmm. palpitations. I just well, don't know if I could. I just can't do it every day. Yeah. Well, and I I think that's why by the time it comes out of the dryer, it goes to the couch and it takes us a while before we'll finally tackle that. Because you're doing it it every day. Because it's just this nonstop. It's like we're just, it just never ends. I think that's why the the couch laundry is what it is because it does just feel like we're never, we're never going to win this battle. Do you you ever wash a load of clothes, you put it in the dryer and then you start another one and then those clothes can also go in (laughs) and you put two loads in the dry ones and you just let that old load just like go Mm -hmm. back through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I do a lot of the like, Oh, how long has this been in the washing machine? I'll add some vinegar to it, wash it again. And then it'll go. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. And then, you know, my husband will be like, this one smells kind of skunky. I'm like, well, throw it back in the wash. We'll try again. Like, it just, yeah. you know, we make it work. But I was laughing, Catherine, when you were talking about your kids having to be tall enough to reach the bottom. Um for the first time in our marriage, we bought a new washing machine last year. Congratulations. I know. It was it was kind of sad, though. I had literally prayed over my old <laughs> 20-year-old washer and dryer every day, and, uh, and finally it gave out. But, yeah, so we got one of those, like, extra big ones because we need it. And it's so deep that when I reach down to get it, I my feet are actually like several inches off the floor, and I'm just Deep. doubled over pulling laundry out. You need a step stool. I do. I really do. I would be. I'm even shorter than oh, you. I, I think. think. Like yeah. I wouldn't even be able to make. You it would to just the bo- be high centered. Like Brian would yeah. have to come lift you out of the. I, the I have barrel. a front a front loading washer, so that isn't mm. a problem. The bigger issue, like for the kids doing it, is that then they can't reach the buttons because it's on a pedestal, yeah. and so like they, you know. Anna does have to get up to be able to even see where you pour in the yeah. the detergent. But. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so I want to ask one one last question here. Catherine kind of talks about like all of her kids have different days, so that's kind of mm-hmm. who does the laundry. But still, kind of like the management of the laundry system, and then the management of those miscellaneous items. I think I'm hearing Catherine is on your shoulders. That is a chore that that is. Yours to manage, that type of thing. What about, and I have stated at Mm -hmm. my house, laundry is kind of my chore too, but it's because I demand it, right? Mm -hmm. Not because, like, 
like Brian would like to be more involved, but it doesn't go well when he is. And yeah. I admit this. It's yeah. all my fault. Even Ugliness on my part. <laughs> I will confess it. So at your house, who is responsible for the the chore of the laundry? So it is, it's one of the few chores that my husband and I really kind of just naturally split. Mm-hmm. I think because it's such a big chore in our house that, um, you know, like I said, he'll he'll get some time where he's at home and he'll tackle the couch mountain, you know, and he'll fold it and the girls will help. We have, you know, and I love what Catherine said about developmentally appropriate ways to include the kids. I mean, I come to the conclusion, like, really during the pandemic, they do participate. But yeah, I think at the end of the day, I do want my end goal to be that I don't want to be doing my kids' laundry Mm -hmm. forever. Like, I don't want to be sending them off to college and they're that kid who doesn't know how to do it. Yes. You know? Because it's, I think it's also a really good, like, time management, mm-hmm. resource management exercise. Yeah. My mom had me start doing my own laundry in high school, um, but it was mostly out of a conflict, and I was mad because my clothes kept ending up in my siblings' drawers. And so she was like, okay, well, you can do it yourself from now on. Well, I had no idea what I was doing. And so for a full year, I washed my clothes just with downy fabric softener. <laughs> That's it. I had super soft, really good smelling clothes. But they were not so, clean. So That's when right. I figured out my error, I actually made a sign for the laundry room reminding myself to put detergent in, <laughs> I love that. in my laundry. Um, detergent. Yeah, because I think involving your kids requires some training. And so that's just an extra effort, you know, of trying to teach them how to do it correctly, but also like giving up of some control, you know, like I've been having my kids fold towels. This is my problem. Oh, it's hard though, because, you know, I have them fold the towels and put them away, which means they're not going to divide the towels the way that I would. They're not going to fold them exactly because they don't necessarily have the skill set. Right. But they're doing the chore, they're getting it done. And I have to be like, okay, Good, yeah. you Yay. know, because yeah. I can't, none of us can do all of the laundry in our home forever. Yeah. It's just a lot. All right, Catherine, before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom for us? Something you need to share? I think the thing about something like a topic like laundry that sounds uh, menial and mundane, the thing that I try to remind myself of and that I would want to remind your audience of is that this is where actually this is where hospitality begins. Um, We don't like to think that laundry is indicative of our ability to do other more glamorous, beautiful things. And yet the way our home functions, the way our children are um, trained to participate in the way our home functions and the way that we're able to incorporate the routines that aren't going anywhere, laundry is not going anywhere. Like we're, we're going to always have it. It doesn't matter what's going on. And so our ability to incorporate that into the rhythm of keeping our home actually has a very profound impact on our ability to say yes and do other things. And it also, if we can find the rhythm and routine to make laundry sustainable and beautiful and part of the beauty of our home, 
then other things will come will come easier. If we just sort of poo-poo it away and like, well, you know, it's not, it's just laundry. It's not that big of a deal. It's always with us, you know, and, and I hear both of you with vastly different systems, yet both of you are very happy with the way it's working for you. And I would say that's the most important thing. Like the system needs to work for you. So if laundry couch is what works for you and laundry twice a month is what works for you, then, and everyone in your home is happy with it and your children are clothed and everybody's good, then that's, that's like checking the most important box. But apart from that, like the ways in which we manage this menial task have greater implications for things that might seem more profoundly hospitable. And laundry is not the end of the world. Doing it or not doing it is never going to be the end of the world. But there's there's a mindset about being intentional with the small mundane things instead of reactive that gets kind of infused in everything else going forward. And particularly as you're training your children, because whether you're literally showing them how to fold a shirt or not, they are absorbing into their own life and their own experience the way that they are to manage stuff going forward. And laundry is one of the many things categorically that they're going to have to manage as an adult. And they're going to look back on their experience and formal lesson or just osmosis, they are absorbing. How do I manage my things? How do I even think about a task that's ongoing like this? How do I prioritize? How do I make room for things? What's what works, what doesn't like all of these lessons are getting like poured into their, their story and their existence. And laundry is maybe one of the the most daily places where we get to train them and model for them how to think about stuff, how to think about, you know, a big task, how to find beauty in something that is menial, but is going to be with you forever. So let's figure out a way to make it lovely. Let's figure out a way to not let it you know, stress us out or keep us from doing the things we want to do and still be able to have clean clothes when we need them. And kind of in my situation, like they see me with the laundry basket on the floor and, and know that perfection is not the goal. We all know that. And yet we, we have, we have something that we can swing back to and get back on track and know that, okay, my clothes are clean again. Everybody's got their day. My sheets are changed and we move along. And so it's like these little lessons tiny little deposits over time that yield these bigger implications, both in the way we run our home and in the way that we're raising our children. Catherine, it is always such a pleasure to hang out with you and just to hear and um, just feed on your wisdom. So thank you for sharing that with us and our listeners. And you also um, said that you did an episode on laundry as well on one of your platforms. So we will include that in our show notes, as well as ways that people can follow you online. I appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Thank you. And we'll see you later. As always, visit fwmoms.com. To see the notes from this show, including links to products and content mentioned in this episode. And one more time, just in case you missed it, fwmoms.com. Fort Worth Moms.